my entryway into this to being vegan um, was that animals, I, I had the awareness that animals are conscious and that they weren't just like walking around without having thoughts. And once I realized that they were conscious and that they loved, that pushed me right on in. It was like a huge like spiritual awakening. And so when I had that, I was living here in Los Angeles. And so I, you know, immediately started seeking out the community, which was at the time like 99.9% .9 white. And I would notice like, you know, there was something, you know, uh, breaking news about some type of social injustice. And if you brought it up in a circle, people would be like, you know, it was almost like a trance or something. Like hmm. nobody wanted to have a conversation about anything going on with social injustice, racial injustice, unless it involved an animal. Right. And I'm just like this, it felt kind of twilight zone-ish. I'm like, this is really weird. Hmm. And I would just notice in different spaces how it was just avoidable. And then I would start seeing people speak out on the term intersectionality which means, you know, kind of segregating the two. And people would say, oh, that's the problem with this movement. You can't be intersectional. You're going to focus on animals, focus on animals. Let, let humans deal, you know, let people deal with their own stuff. And it was just, and it, it literally had its own mini movement within the animal rights community of being anti-intersectional. And I just always thought it was weird because it's like, you're in a human body. I'm Jackie Reed, Emmy Award-winning journalist, longtime TV and radio host, and vegan. I created this podcast to give you tips on how easy, delicious, inexpensive, healthy, and fun eating vegan can be. We'll also talk wellness and just how we can make the world a better place. This is the Vegan Sexy Cool Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Vegan Sexy Cool Podcast, and I thank you for tuning in. I'm so glad you chose to listen to this episode, and I think you will be too. My guest is Gwenna Hunter. She created the Black Vegans Matter movement because she noticed that within the vegan community, there seemed to be little to no space for black vegans to process the injustice they were dealing with out in the world. Gwenna also works as a community organizer and is the founder of Vegans of LA. She helps to organize vegan outreach when and wherever she can. I have a feeling you are going to love her as much as I do by the end of this show. Let's get to it. How are you? I'm doing really good. How are you? I'm doing well, considering all that is going on in the world. What a crazy year, right? I know. It's like planet Earth. I feel like the other planets are like watching us with their popcorn. Like, what are they going to do next? <laughs> I know I need a t-shirt that said I survived 2020 <laughs> to the end of the year because I don't want to say it until it's, it's done. That's right. That's right. Don't jinx nothing because anything can happen. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> so I was excited to, to talk to you just because of your commitment, not just to um, veganism and animal rights, but also merging that with Black Lives Matter. Yeah, And I know you, I guess I want to start with that because you started, um, I don't know if it's an organization, but you tell me something that's called Vegans for Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And it's interesting because I'm actually now considering making it an actual nonprofit now. Um, but initially it was just literally a little download in my head. I was like, 
minding my business and that this thought came over me vegans for black lives matter and i was just like wow that's genius so i went online and created it thinking maybe 150 200 people may join in over time and the thing is i really don't like creating groups because they require a lot of attention a lot of nurturing you got to create content conversation manage people you know arguments all types of stuff so that was the last thing on my mind and um so i created the group thinking i'll work on it in a couple of weeks i like to procrastinate and the next day there were 500 people in there and i'm like holy what is going on and then like the next day they're like a thousand and then 1500 and so luckily i had some people volunteer to help moderate and so we made it really strict to get in so now we're at a cool 4300 wow. we probably turned down about 90 percent of the people that try to come into the group um it would probably be over 20,000 if we just let people just come on in um but who are you turning yeah. away so people that don't answer the questions people that will say because we ask them what do you think of black lives matter what's your opinion and I'll, I'll have people say well all lives matter nope you ain't getting in you out of here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or people will say oh i think it's great but blah 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 and depending on how, because, you know, I don't want it to be a cult where everyone has to agree with every single thing. But if you are um, an anti-racist, I can handle some opposing views and solutions on how to get to, you know, uh, racial liberation. But anyone that may be problematic. Um, and then just people that just joined Facebook two days ago, like, no, nah, you're trying to troll and come in the group and start some mess. So. <laughs> yeah, a bot. You're a bot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I, I, I love, you know, the name of it, um, Vegans for Black Lives Matter. And, and I know that caught your attention, you know, it kind of popped up in your head. But I wonder if for you, you've been noticing in the overall vegan space, um, this divide with, um, you know, white people in the vegan community and black people within in the vegan community specifically and there's been some friction um you know mm -hmm. with uh, a lot of you know white people saying things like well you know trying to make that connection between animal rights and and black lives matter which i think you know i think that's up to black people to decide if we want to make that connection i definitely think that white yes. people can't yes. be the ones to try to force that and we've seen that on social media mm -hmm. um and then the whole push of all lives matter like you know with animal lives matter and just all of that kind of stuff and i wonder you know was that some of what pushed you to do this was there something going on in the overall vegan community that made you feel like we need something separate 100%. You know, when I joined, when I when I became vegan and had the awareness that, so my, my entryway into this, to being vegan, um, was that animals, I, I had the awareness that animals are conscious, and that they weren't just like walking around without having thoughts. And once I realized that they were conscious, and that they loved, that pushed me right on in, it was like a huge, like spiritual awakening. And so when I had that i was living here in los angeles and so i you know immediately started seeking out the community which was at the time like 99.9 percent .9 white and i would notice like you know there was something you know uh breaking news about some type of social injustice and if you brought it up in a circle people would be like you know it was almost like 
a trance or something. Like hmm. nobody wanted to have a conversation about anything going on with social injustice, racial injustice, unless it involved an animal. Right. And I'm just like this, it felt kind of twilight zone-ish. I'm like, this is really weird. Hmm. And I would just notice in different spaces how it was just avoidable. And then I would start seeing people speak out on the term intersectionality, which means, you know, kind of segregating the two. And people would say, oh, that's the problem with this movement. You can't be intersectional. You're going to focus on animals, focus on animals, let, let humans deal, you know, let people deal with their own stuff. And it was just, and it, it literally had its own mini movement within the animal rights community of being anti-intersectional. And I just always thought it was weird because it's like, you're in a human body. Right. If you cut yourself, you're not gonna say, well, the pig didn't cut itself, so I'm not gonna tend to my, my wound. Right. You're gonna take care and heal yourself and make sure that you're better so that you can be that light into the world. And it's just, it's just really strange. And now what you're seeing is like just obvious ignorance and down out racism and hurtful comments and ignorant things that are just bewildering to people that consider themselves enlightened and that have an extra capacity to love and love and care for another species it's the strangest thing yeah to have to to like you say um to be known for compassion which is, yes. you know, what veganism is all about, but you don't have compassion for an entire race of people. That you belong to. Right, right, <laughs> right. It's your species. Right, it's, it's, it's amazing to me. So what do you hope to do with um, vegans for Black Lives Matter? Because it sounds like it's growing fast. It is, it's growing. And you know, when I first created it, I was honest. I put on there, I said, hey guys, I have no idea what I'm doing. The thought just came to me to create this group and I'm just gonna let myself be spirit led and let's kind of co-create the group together. And so what happens is like every so often I'll get like this download of something to talk about in the group, um, something to share, something to do in the group. So we have, you know, different topics. So right now, one of the topics that's really popular in the group is how has your life changed since having an awareness of racism? What has changed in your life? And to read the comments are so heartbreaking. So many people that are white are saying, my family doesn't speak to me anymore. I lost this. Um, I don't have these friends anymore. I'm shocked, I'm depressed. I'm like so many people's lives have like changed as far as like their family have turned their backs on them because they're being anti-racist. Yeah. And so we have these different conversations, you know, last week or week before last, uh, we talked about what a sundown town is. Mm. People had never heard of that. Wow. And it is just crazy. In the beginning of the group, it was like, how many people know about, um, about uh, Black Wall Street, you know, about Tulsa? So many people are like, what is that? Yeah. What is yeah. it? Yeah. And then you show the vid video and footages and, and the footage and people would just be like, oh my God, I had no idea. So what is happening now because of this, uh, this kind of, it's an awakening. This is like a spiritual awakening to go from blind, being blind, living your linear life to now seeing that you've been surrounded by injustice and racism your whole life. 
Yeah. And so that's what's happening to a lot of people that are white in the group. They're having this awareness as, and it's causing a lot of white guilt, a lot of depression, a lot of frustration because they're like, I had no idea this, this is what you all go through on a regular basis. It's like, yeah, we've been telling you in songs, in movies, um, paintings, um, on the news, telling you in your face. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. It's like all of a sudden white people are waking up and realizing that racism exists in this country. And they yes. just think, I think especially after we had a black president that it's over. <laughs> all things are equal. Yeah, it, it's amazing to me, this awakening that uh, white people are having, but having, but I'm encouraged that yes. they are leaning into something like Vegans for Black Lives Matter and trying to raise their awareness, heighten their awareness and exposure to information that we've been trying to tell them, but now that they know it, now what? You know, yes. being a part of, you know, just trying to make the world a better place, which is an yes. uphill battle, but, um, you know definitely necessary because you know I've been vegan it'll be three years in January so I'm still new but because um it's because for animal activism you know because I'm I'm doing it because of animals like you then there's no turning back for me right yes. it's not a fad it's not something that I'm trying to do to improve my health even though that's a bonus yes. um but what I found um in becoming a part of the the vegan world is that it is a, a world that is heavily dominated by white people um, when it comes to information and resources. And there are Black people out there, but as far as like what is mainstream, so to speak, yes. you have to seek out Black people, right? I was able yes. to find you because I Googled, you know, uh, Black people, uh, you know, Black influencers or leaders in the, vegan, mm -hmm. in, in the vegan space. I had to look for that specifically. But if you go to different websites and go to food festivals for my for goodness sake mm -hmm. you know it's like you don't see a lot of black people it's like it seems like we have to create our own within the vegan community is that and when you do yeah and when you do the questions why is it called black veg fest why is it called black this why that's not nice that's racist why so what? that's the thing you get in the vegan community as well now there are people that get it but there are a lot that do not. Mm -hmm. And we'll wonder why is it called this? Because in, you know, there was a time I used, to, I had, to, I would make time for these type of conversations. Now, not as much. I still do a little bit. I'm, I'm, gonna lie, I'm petty sometimes online. <laughs> but when uh, my Vegans of LA page started growing, it was growing with Black vegans or people that were interested in veganism. And so the white people would comment like, why, are, why do you have to call this black? Or why is it black women's this? Why is it black that? And you know, you try to explain to people once why we need to call it black um, because so often you know, we don't get the credit for certain things. So it's very important for us to be proud of it and say, yes, it's black because everything has been white. Y'all just don't always say it, right. but it just naturally is. So, um, yeah, it's this this space has been an eye opener because I've never been involved in any cause before or really push, you know, I'll donate this or maybe volunteer once a year for something, but I've never really been a part of a movement. So it's so interesting to see the different sections within a movement 
because here's the one thing that I try to remind people of in the group is that um, being an ally, especially a white ally, is not holding hands and, and butterflies and skipping through. This is painful. You may get your feelings hurt. Mm -hmm. Someone may correct you in a way that's not necessarily very verbally attractive. Um, you may, your ego may get shattered more than once because you're going to find out something or someone's going to correct you on something. And so we have that, like the fragility is real. Yeah, and yeah. the sensitivity on the black side is real. So you merge those two. There's been explosions up in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what I always tell people is don't run. You may have, you know, yeah, maybe somebody went off on you or said something, but don't run. If you're going to be an ally, stay in this because, you know, when stuff goes down, you don't want the person that feels like they have to be nice all the time. You want that revolutionary type of energy. So it's like, stand, stand, stay in the group. If we have people that will get corrected and then that will turn around and say, oh, that wasn't nice. You hurt my feelings. I'm out of here. And it's just like, well, honey, you're not an ally. Mm -mm. But I think what happens with animal rights, animals don't tell you, don't do it this way. Mm -hmm. Or we prefer it. You get to just run the show. Right. So right. with this, you're not running the show. You got to <laughs> sit back and learn. Yeah. You know, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. I, I tell my white friends when I do feel like having the conversation, because I don't very often, but when I do, it's, I, I tell them if they want to be a true ally, don't be afraid to lean in and make mistakes. Don't be afraid to make mistakes because yes. you're going to make them. Yes. Um, but, but try, put in the effort. Yes. Um, and, and I also tell them that, um, the guilt, the hurt that you're feeling as a white person, my pain and emotion trumps that every time. Yes. And you have to take a back seat to that. Do you know what I mean? And, and it, you have to say that. Um, yes. and then also I ask, my expectation is high as far as what are you going to do about it? You talk about it being uncomfortable learning these things for them and there's mm -hmm. a lot of guilt associated with it um but also like how uncomfortable are you going to get are you going to go to your school board meeting if you have kids you know are you going to go to your local bank and question them about their loan process you know what i mean oh, what are yes. you going to do yes. on your job if you notice or if you have information about black employees not being paid fairly and you know, just different things, yes. what are you, cause you know, if you have an uncle that's a, a loan officer, like you mentioned that people's families aren't speaking to them, you know, you've got to do more than just say, Hey, I'm here and I'm present and I want to learn. Right. But now what are you going to do with that information? That's right. That's right? right. That's right. You don't sit there for a second in the shock of it all. No. Now let's go. Let's, let's go, go to the next stage. Yes. And then after that, you've done that for a while, let's take it further. So it's yeah. like an evolutionary process because one of the things I had to fall back on myself um, with the group is I wanted to go into like, because, you know, I have a tendency to see, to be kind of visionary with how I see the world and then kind of, sometimes I can get into my spiritual world and just want everybody to hug it out and kiss it out and kumbaya it out. And I had to fall back on that because when people were coming into the group, I was reading their comments and reading, you know, a lot of the black people coming to the group because it was just fresh on the George Floyd. Yeah. So people were, were just releasing their anger and their pain. And it looked really awful. 
you know, to a white person, it was probably scary, but to me, I got it, but I, I caught hell sometimes from people. Then from the white people, I would just read people saying, I haven't been, I haven't stopped crying in three days. I, I just didn't know. And so just all that sorrow and anguish, yeah, you know, lot. it's a lot. Ooh, it's a lot. So we talk about things too on self-care. What are you doing to, because I, I improve, but I also fail all the time at it. Yeah. And so we talk about different ways for self-care, like give yourself some relief, walk away for a few days, turn the freaking computer off or don't look at the news, allow yourself a day or something to feel some joy. Because if you just keep soaking yourself in all the injustices you're only but so strong like you know what I mean you gotta you gotta charge yourself up with yeah. some joy you definitely do and if you are a black vegan right mm -hmm. um in America and you are dealing with and you're doing it because of animal abuse um then there's that pain right yes that you that, that you deal with on top of yeah you know, being black in this country it is a lot to take i mean you know because i'm i'm vegan and i i'm always taking in information and looking for things to share with people you know and the things that you follow you run across videos or photographs of yes. animals being mistreated um and it it is heartbreaking or you know just to be exposed to you know a state commercial you know and because of you know what suffering had to happen yes. for that state to end up on that plate yes. and then I'm still having conversations with people about you know when you're a vegan I think this happens to you a lot why are you mm -hmm. vegan what do you what do you eat blah, 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 blah. and if you go into to the whole animal thing right that's painful to just kind of try to related people you know yes. why this is so important because it you're very passionate about it so it's 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 very taxing it really can be so self-care is really really important i yes. think um at this time when you're black and you're vegan yes because it, we're we're being bombarded with so much and it seems like every week there's a new case yeah that comes to light Come and on. there's a video and there's a video that goes with it oh and it's like the audacity and you know as like even for me it's even though I'm, I'm privy to all the social injustices and things that i've experienced personally but it's still for me an awakening um because it's allowing me to go deeper and question all of the authority it's like you know what yes these are just men with blue outfits on who who decided they would have authority over me? Right. Who decided that they get to, because you know what I'm noticing is happening in society is that we're normalizing um, murder for disobedience. Yes, yes. It's, it's like, Disobedience, oh. right? And we're normalizing, oh, he, well, you see in the comment, he ran, he had a knife, so what? Right. I don't care what he had in his hand. I don't care how fast he ran. I don't care how, he got smart. I don't care if he tussled. Right. I don't care if or he if punched he had, you in the Or if he had a criminal record. Yeah, exactly. I don't, don't care what to... he did in his yeah. past. You do not get to take somebody off the planet, make that decision, remove somebody's entire life, somebody's son, somebody's daughter. They don't get to exist anymore because you don't like the move that they made. Who's given... We got to really question di deeper things, like the whole 
program of authority, even people having authority over you to even make those type of decisions. Yeah. So because they're supposed to protect and serve, you know what I mean? And, and protect and serve all of us and the level of disrespect yeah um you know that comes from the police towards black people is just it has to change it really really has to change and i I, i'm just i'm very discouraged (laughs) right now i understand i was that way i understand yeah i i just literally kind of came back to life because you know i was experiencing that for the past two weeks where i just kept seeing stuff and then i watched the press conference and they say well Right. You know, it was something in Kano in uh Kenosha. Yeah. And there was a press conference with um the guy that's in charge of this country and the police chief in yeah. Kenosha. And they were talking and I'm listening to the conversation and I'm like, Am I the only one hearing this conversation? No. They were talking about the pro if they come here and they're gonna be met with this and yeah. he's like, Yeah. And I'm like, the only murders that have happened at that point were by you all and another white guy. Yeah. Nobody black committed any murders. No. It's been you all. And you're down demonizing the protesters. And now it's he like, wants to, it, I'm like, am I really right. on a planet yeah. <laughs> and people are encouraging this behavior Yeah. and yeah. are applauding it? I just, I don't know. I feel like people are in some type of trance. Yeah. I just feel like the I just feel like honestly, Gwenna, that the one thing that um Trump has done is to just kind of smoke people out of hiding. Like yes. their truth yes. is now they're not as afraid because if the president of the country is mm-hmm. backing your racist beliefs, right? Then come on, come on out. Be That's seen, right. be heard. You know, he no, fear, he's normalizing that. It's no, it nothing to be afraid of. Don't don't fear it. Be bold with it. And yes. that's what's happening. Yes. I, I'm scared about election day. Oh, and, Jackie, I have been saying to people and trying to like almost subliminally warn people. Yeah. That I said that week I'm gonna get all my necessities. Yeah. And try to stay in as much as possible because even so you got two scenarios with the same result in my opinion wins they're going to be out celebrating be bolder than ever with their hatred mm-hmm. loses he's going to dog whistle they're going to be all pissed and i think it's just going to be some type of yeah some BS. oh yeah you don't need to be subliminal about it i mean they did a report on the news the other night um that the fbi and other agencies are pl- paying attention to these you know white nationalist groups and that they're uh, in their private chats and things, telling their members to to weapon up, you know, and to get ready. Um, yeah, me too. I mean, yeah. I'm voting early, and that day, I mean, I've told I told my mom who lives in another state. I'm like, stay home. You know, she's voting early. It's like, but as you said, that's that's a good thing to say for like a be prepared to stay in for like a week. Yeah, you know, or two, or just be mindful of how much you know. This is not the time to be caught on some back road in a sundown. I'm telling you, right? In a non-sundown town. In a non-sundown town. They're gonna be town. turning them into sundown towns. Yeah. And don't look at it as weak or as giving in or as losing. 
look at it as protect like you got some sickness out here yeah you got a lot of hatred so don't subject yourself to that make sure that you're there for your families you are you know alive and that's what's more important but yeah that week i just i don't yeah it's scary it's scary well i want to ask you about um is it black vegans of la it's just vegans of LA. Vegans of LA. And it's so funny. I had somebody white say, how come you don't call it black vegans of LA? I'm like, because we need to normalize things just being, gen like, we need to normalize black people being part of the general population. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Tell me about the work that you're doing there, because is, is that the organization um, where you are working with the vegan food aid? So, so that's, so that's a separate You're one. busy. So I am. I am very busy. Um, so Vegans of LA is just pretty much my social media, you know, platform to share articles, highlight other Black vegans, what's going on, the newest. Uh, we had a, a story yesterday where I posted about three um, young gentlemen under the ages of like 12 that just started their own vegan popsicle company. And they also... Uh, play music. So just keeping people going on on the most impressive things that Black vegans are doing in the world. Mm -hmm. um, but then I also share on the page too, it's not always vegan. Sometimes like there was a two week streak where all I talked about, it was just all social injustice stuff. Yeah. And because, you know, my thing is like, to me, veganism isn't just about animals. It's also about if you want to have liberation, it's liberation for all. Yeah. You know, so I talk about, you know, oppressions of all types on the page. Um, but yeah. And so the vegan food aid program is through an organization I actually get paid by and <laughs> work for. So that's vegan outreach. They're a nonprofit animal rights organization. And so um, with them, we do two, I'm responsible for Los Angeles, but we have people, we have someone that's in New Mexico. He's providing vegan food aid for the Navajo Nation. We have somebody in the Redlands, California and Sacramento providing food for undocumented workers. And then we have someone in Iowa that's providing uh, vegan aid food for slaughterhouse workers. Mm -hmm. So here I do two wow. programs, one for uh, Black Women for Wellness, they're in Lamert Park. And then the other one is for Black Lives Matter um, on their monthly uh, chapter meeting here in LA. So we will um, pack bags from scratch. We get a truck that drops off the uh, produce we're responsible for putting it together. Sometimes we put some dry goods in there so that you would have really big bags of um, organic and or locally grown produce, some dry goods. And then we I have a that. food vendor that comes out as well and provides them with some hot vegan takeout. Mm. So um, we do that every, every week uh, for Black Women for Wellness and then once a month for Black Lives Matter, which has been a pleasure especially like with black lives matter i reached out to melina abdullah the co-founder and i'm like I'm like i want to do this for them like they're shifting the planet like she's yeah. like a superhero <laughs> and so um you know when she was like yeah and i was like she don't let me do it like to me it was an honor yeah to be able to and this isn't about you know i try to get away from like conversations on the needy and me like i don't even use that term for any other organizations Mm. To me, it's providing a service to a community. It's providing relief, you know, because not everybody like is that. like, yeah, it's providing relief and support and, and love. 
And that's, and that's not a, a lie. It's relief, support, and love. And so if you're needy, okay. If you're not, no big deal. Come get this bag. <laughs> Come get this food. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. I, I love that you're doing that work. Um, so I have to ask you about this. Um, you know, Miley Cyrus, the singer, recently <laughs> uh, announced that after a long, many years of being vegan, she is not vegan anymore because of um, issues she was having, um, you know, and you know, what have you. I, neurological. I, yeah. Disorders. Neurological. Yeah. And she said her energy was low. And of course, people just come after veganism and just, you know, yeah. it's just bad for you. It's just not good. It doesn't work. There were people that were posting after Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman's tragic death. Um, I couldn't believe I saw this stuff. People saying, did you hear about some of this stuff? Oh, somebody tried it in the group. What? Somebody, somebody that I'm friends with, she, she's like, she tried in the group and honey, they came after her like lions, tigers, and bears. I'm like, see, <laughs> don't even try it. I was like, are you kidding me? And I just wonder, you know, your thoughts on this, because it's really frustrating for me. And I'm, I'm new, I'm relatively new to all of this, but it's just like mm -hmm. all the venom that comes towards veganism, um, because I just don't know where all that hate comes from. Like people just don't want it to work. They just don't want it to work. It's all lies. I know. And it's crazy because the hate is strong. It's strong. Um, <laughs> it's I strong. I mean, I have a theory, but tell me what you think it is. Mm -hmm. I think that the hate is that people that are not vegan feel that we as vegans, we're doing something that is for good, right? It's, it's yes. good for the animals, it's good for the planet. They, because they can't make that commitment, right? They, they, it, 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 it reminds them of, not to say that they're bad people, but it, it makes them feel bad, right? It makes them feel guilty. And then I think they think that because we're doing this, that we feel better than them. You know what I mean? Yes. It's, it's just like a, a, a really uh, thin person at a plus size model convention. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like they, so they put it all on us when we're just trying to do our own thing. Yes, I do get a little preachy about it from time to time because I want to let people know. I mean, yes. particularly in the black community, if this can help you live longer and live better and be healthier and yes save animals, of course, I'm going, going to talk yes. about it and talk about it yes. passionately, but that's my theory. Yes, that, and you know, it's interesting, um, and I don't even know which question you're asking me, but. <laughs> Get your thoughts on the whole <laughs> hatred towards the, like, the passionate hatred towards vegans. Well, I think it's like people, I don't, I don't, I never thought that vegans were, like, I never had a hatred to veganism. I thought that it was extreme. Yeah. Um, before I was involved in, I just thought like, wow, you don't even have milk or cheese. Like, what's that about? You know, like, I just thought it was like extreme, but I think sometimes the hatred comes from certain types of people that are so locked into tradition and that are so kind of to me in such a program because to go vegan, you got to start deprogramming. It's a deprogramming process. Because yeah. you have been fed a ton of lies yeah. your entire life. You've been programmed right out the womb, you know, um, 
in school, milk does a body good. You know, you got to have your eggs, you got to have your, your milk. And now you come to find out that milk is really cancer causing. You find out that it actually can cause osteoporosis. There's pus and blood in it. Then you find like all these different things. I remember when I found out that the meat and dairy industry funded public schools. Right. I think I went through an angry vegan stage for yeah. like about three or four months to where I was just like an angry vegan. Like if I saw somebody eating something, I'd be like, like, you know, I was like taking it all in. I and um, luckily I had found some balance, but it's like, you find out all these lies start to unravel and then it makes you question everything. Yeah. Because you're like, if they're willing to lie to me as a child and tell me all these lies and I can actually get protein from some broccoli, but right. you told me I had to eat a dead body in order to get it, right. you know? And so and then you realize, hey, I've, eaten, I've been eating dead bodies. Like that's a whole other chakra blower <laughs> right. right to realize you've been eating someone yeah and not something right and i know for me like i tried to watch a movie called earthlings i don't know if you've heard of it but if you have someone that you're trying to push over the edge and have them make the connection with veganism that's the movie yeah um it tells you all the horrible truths of what we do to animals from just you know I, I think I watched 30 minutes of it and I couldn't handle much more of it it was showing me the process of getting feathers and oh. when I saw the live process yeah I, I just cried I said I never knew right I didn't know and so I'm like okay down comforters unless you're made of all cotton I will never never ever I don't even want to wear them as earrings just out of respect yeah, you know, yeah. and so it's just like you start to find out all these things, um, and it's it's almost like a horror movie. Um, but for people that just have that hatred, I think they're just programmed so tightly. And here you are trying to um, change the program. You're trying to go in there and recode it, yeah. <laughs> and they're they're not having it. They don't, and a lot of them want to want to be like this, right? Yes. They have blinders on. They just don't want to know. Yes. They don't want to know how that steak ended up on their plate. They don't want to know how that, that those feathers got in that coat or in that yes. comforter or yes. in that pillow. They just yes. don't want to know because I think if they see it, you know what yes. I mean? I think yes. it will affect them because for me, I was just oblivious to it for years. I knew, yes. but I didn't really know. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. Um, I just didn't make the connection. And then it was like an epiphany for me. And it was just yes. like, I stopped everything, yes. not just food, clothing, yes. you know, everything. Like I am yes. a vegan. Yes. You know? And I'm the same way. Like it's not going in my hair. It's not going on my body. Um, it's not going on my lips, yeah. you know? So it's like, yeah. And that's, you know, it's a journey. Like you have to evolve into that. Cause a lot of people start off um, doing it for health, which is a, I think that's the sweetest reason you starting it for yourself, but some people stay there. So I know a lot of people that are like vegan or plant-based, but they could, there's no connection to the animal. Yeah. They don't care about that. They don't care about if it's cruelty free or tested. That's not of any interest to them. But I think it's important even as a vegan like us that are, you know, diving all the way in, to know that you can continue to evolve yes. and have a greater awareness. So like I'm going through a phase now with bugs where yeah. <laughs> starting to like have 
more empathy for them. I'm like, hmm, know. you know, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not all the way now. No. I'm not going to act like I'm just like mother nature and just like, oh, you know, a little <laughs> like, no, I'm not all the way there, but it's happening where I'm just like, I don't know if, if I want to even swat you away. I don't know if I think you shouldn't live. Like, you know, like I'm having this thing with that now, which is like weird. Cause I'm like terrified of like crawlies. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Me too. I'm terrified of spiders. Um, but I am more mindful of if there's a fly in the house, instead of swatting it, I go through the effort of trying to put it outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, but that happens to you. I think when you yeah. become vegan, you're just yeah. more aware of life around yes. you and, yes. it, and how precious it is at every stage yes. you know, and in it, every form. Yeah. You know, I wasn't like that before you know yeah and uh, it's interesting yeah I wasn't either and like I was having a conversation with someone today and we were talking about flowers like I try not to even snap if it's a beautiful flower on a tree it's like you know why should I take it off like leave that flower alone let that tree and that flower have their relationship yeah. I'll, I'll get the one that fell on the ground yeah let nature you know? be right let yeah. it be. I, yeah. I, I feel the same way I feel the exact same way uh, well, you, I, listen, I know you have to go because you are a busy woman, um, <laughs> but I hope you'll come back. Um, so I would can, and I love stay in touch. <laughs> I would love to come back and I would love to come back and tell you how I became vegan. It was a supernatural experience. Oh, so, I know. I heard about it, but oh, I want you okay, to come back and tell homework. it because I love that story about the dream that you had. Yeah. Um, and, and I definitely, you, okay. So now we can tease everybody. You have to come back. Yes. <laughs> and tell this story. So we will schedule that because I, I definitely want to talk to you more. And I did want you to tell that story. Um, okay. So part two. Part two. Sounds good. I would be honored to come back. And I'm just such a fan of yours. And I was just so thrilled. So thank you. You're everything I expected. <laughs> oh, you're so lovely. I appreciate it. And like I said, it's truly, uh, it's an honor for me to meet a sister like you that's walking the same walk you know what i mean yes. and just yes. the, in the same mindset it's, it's really refreshing it really Good. same is. here same oh. here well, right, thank well thank you thank you thanks for all being right. all right thank you jackie that does it for this episode of the Vegan Sexy Cool Podcast. A special thanks to my guest, Gwenna Hunter. You can find all of her contact information in the show notes. And hey, if you like what you heard here, please subscribe and leave a comment. And follow us on social media at Vegan Sexy Cool. Also, be sure to stop by VeganSexyCool.com to get great information and tips on how to get your vegan life. Until next time, everybody, stay safe and stay sane.